it's easy to say to someone, you know, if you have an opinion, be your authentic self, say that opinion in that leadership meeting. Yeah, yeah. But then there's that risk associated as well where, you know, if you have an opinion and it could throw someone off or rub someone off the wrong way. Yeah. There's that risk associated where if you do that to someone who's in leadership, you could potentially get demoted, yeah. lose your job. And so yeah. when there is that risk and you're not in an environment that's facilitating the ability for you to be. How much of yourself should you bring to work? Do you embrace your authenticity and personality? Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am joined by the, as always, lovely <laughs> Linda, who I've missed very much over the last couple of weeks uh, whilst she was off gallivanting and enjoying Europe uh, and I am Tasha for those of you that haven't picked up on that yet uh, and today if you also didn't pick up on what Linda said we're talking about uh, being your authentic self in the workplace and what that even means. Yeah so I guess just to like start from basics what we mean by that is you know are you bringing out your personality in the workplace are there two different versions of you that might exist you know, are you showing that quirky side to you? Are you showing that moody side to you? Mm -hmm. Are you your authentic self when you're around your colleagues? Yeah, this is a, it's a really good one because I feel like I am most, for, for the most part, I am. But then there's like definitely parts of me that my colleagues do not need to see. Okay, so first, yeah, I need to ask you, have you like up until this point, like have you always, do you think, been this way? My authentic self. Yeah. Do you think that there's been an evolution yeah, look, in it, the way that you carry yourself? Such a good work? question, Linda. I feel like when I like when I reflect back on, you know, I've been working for, geez, not 15 years in this space, but like for, since, as soon as I could get a job, I, I did. So I started, What was your first job? Oh, man. Um, my first actual paying job or just like cash in the hand type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, first. Yeah. Oh, I did babysitting. Everyone does babysitting. Oh, you know what I mean? Out. When you're yeah. in like <laughs> high school. And then I think halfway through high school, I started like at Coles. I was a checkout chick. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So in a way, yes. But also I was really young. I was like 14. So I, I didn't really know who I was. And so not like bringing your authentic self to work at 14. Mm. You're just like some like tween gamer so you don't really know like what you who I am right because you're learning who you are <laughs> so no I can't say I always did but definitely growing up and learning a little bit more about who I am and who I want to be and having the right mentor and guidance and being blessed I feel like I've definitely been blessed with the workplaces that I've worked at mm -hmm. I have been able to be pretty close to who like my authentic self yeah um, but I've definitely blurred some lines. I've definitely blurred some lines. Like I'm, if you, again, to listen, the people listening, if you can't pick it up, I'm a pretty open book and I'm pretty out there and loud and borderline maybe like um, obnoxious. Crazy. And crazy, <laughs> quirky, whatever you want to call it. And there has been times where when I was younger, I definitely felt like I had to peel that back and I was like, oh, okay. I can't be my crazy self at work. Why? Because it's not professional. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no one's going to want some crazy girl running a department or you know being second in charge of a company but as I've gotten older and realized no lean into some of my crazies because that's what makes me who I am so when you say like you had to hold back some elements yeah so these were personality related right yeah I would say mm. so yeah okay. like you know I wouldn't wouldn't joke as much or I'd be a little bit more okay. serious um but again, I reckon that could be a lot because of my age. Mm -hmm. Like I was still really young. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm still young now, but I was really young yeah. in my career. Like I didn't yeah. have the experience that I have now. I haven't made, I hadn't made as many mistakes as I have now 
I didn't cross the lines that I did back then that I have now. So mm-hmm. I know not to cross those lines again. Like it's all experience to know yep. this is how much I'm happy to share myself at work because it makes me um, authentic, vulnerable, personable, mm-hmm. connectable. And, yeah. you know, better, I, f- I form stronger relationships at work with my colleagues, with my clients and, you know, just achieve better results, right, outcomes. Yeah. But, no, I haven't always been like that if you want to, like, and I don't think in 10 years' time I'm not going to be True. what I am it's now. It's just a continuous evolution. Exactly. Yeah, through your experience. Yeah, I agree. I, to be honest, T, I yeah, what about think you? same for me. Um, I, I think back to, like, the very first, well, my first job was a tennis coach, which doesn't really count, but let's say my first job when I was in retail and, you know, I was just working casually. So I'd say I was pretty authentic for what I could have been at that particular age. I was under 20 years old. Mm. And I, I think looking back at it, I probably was authentically myself at, as much as you can be at that age because the stakes weren't really that high. Yeah. I think when I was less authentic was actually when I was in corporate and I started kind of getting these, I was working my way up and I was getting yep. these these bigger titles, if you will. And I f- I definitely feel like in that moment when I was working at those jobs, I, I had to kind of, I thought at the time I had to be less authentic because mm. I needed to live up to the title. And yep. I was working around people that were a lot older than me. You know, I was, I was in my early 20s still. So, you know, quite fresh into my career. And yeah, I, I definitely, I wasn't my authentic self. Um, I almost felt like to be taken seriously, I had to not be. But then yeah. you look back and my ability to be able to form genuine connections within the workplace Didn't, wasn't there yeah. because I wasn't being myself enough. How can you? And that, that that's a takeaway for not just professional life but your personal life. How can you possibly even think about forming actual meaningful relationships with people if you aren't authentic yeah. to yourself? Yeah. It just doesn't, to me, it's not logical. It doesn't make sense. You can't, there's no connection can be made. Yeah. Because at one point, something is going to trigger from the other person or yourself and it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Why? Well, you're lying. You're lying to yourself. Mm. So it's not, it's just not going to happen. It's not when you peel, you peel back some layers and you, you become a little bit vulnerable and yeah, you are more exposed to being hurt. And when you get hurt, it hurts a bit harder. I think as well, though, at that age as well, you 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 definitely have something to prove. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you want to be taken seriously. And so, you know, me when I'm like with my friends, my family, like I'm really ditzy. You know what I mean? I'll say, I'll say stupid comments, not just think that, about it. Just with your family? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll throw away stupid yeah, right. comments and like I'm not worried. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when, when, you know, you're working with these colleagues, at a younger age and they're a lot older than you, you want to be taken seriously. So yeah. I can understand the the thought process of needing to kind of prove yourself when yeah. you're that age. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's a rite of passageway, do you know what I mean? Maybe you have to go through that as a younger professional to learn that, um, you know, be yourself. Don't be yourself a little bit to learn that like feeling of you don't like that feeling and then get to the point of, hey, no, this is who I am and own who I am. With that said, Moby made a good uh, point before, unless you're an asshole, don't bring yourself to work. <laughs> yeah. If you're not a nice person, just pretend you are when you're at work, please. Uh, Tasha, take yourself home, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Um, that's a joke. Uh, I'm a really nice person. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. no, that, that's an important point. Yeah. And, and on that as well, I think 
yeah, you raised a really good point around age. I think age just definitely plays a factor in this and really how authentic you can be depending on where you are at in your life. You know, if you're younger, then you're still trying to figure yourself out. So it can be hard to put yourself in the mind frame of being your authentic self when you don't know who that is. 100%, Linda. And if we were having this conversation in 10 years, this conversation would look very differently. And we would have have feedback for ourselves of um, late 20-year-olds. I'm not not disclosing our age. Uh, (laughs) Late 20-year-olds is to how to be more of yourself or maybe where we should peel back if we do I don't you know I don't know I'm still learning I'm still figuring things out all I know right now is I come to work pretty much every day with my heart on my sleeve it's very rare that I'm not my authentic self Mm. Uh, obviously like I'm not going to bring my level 10 aggression here when I get super super (laughs) angry on things most people who've seen me get angry yes I get angry but like you know there's certain things in your life you're always going to have um you know, re- re- interactions with your family and your loved ones that obviously you're not going to bring into work because that's personal. But at work, yeah, being yourself, being like what's and all, quirkiness and all, likes, interests, quiet, loud, not quiet, whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah. Share that because that's how you're going to form better relationships at work. Mm-hmm. With that said, uh, it, that's not as easy it's very easy said, actually. Yeah, I, I guess it really depends on like the environment that you're yeah. in because I can understand it's easier said than done for a lot of people. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say to someone, you know, if you have an opinion, be your authentic self, say that opinion in that leadership meeting. Yeah, yeah. But then there's that risk associated as well where, you know, if you have an opinion and it could throw someone off or rub someone off the wrong way, there's that risk associated where if you do that to someone who's in leadership, you could potentially get demoted, lose your job. And so when there is that risk and you're not in an environment that's facilitating the ability for you to be your authentic self, then naturally it makes sense for you to just want to be more guarded. And recluse. Yeah, Yeah, and and recluse. I hear hear that. And, like, to that I would say – well, it sounds like if you don't have the opportunity to be yourself somewhere, you don't have psychological safety. Yeah. You know, that beautiful word that we bring up a lot in this yeah. podcast, a lot at work as well, like in our workplace here at Red Pandas, psychological safety is having that ability to say what you need to say when you need to say it and not fear of judgment or hatred or objection, uh, uh, um, yeah, objections or anything like that. It is that safety to be yourself at work, warts and all. Or have that um, safety to say to someone, hey, I'm really busy right now. Mm. I, I, I can't deal with, um, you know, all the, the waffle in the office and just leave me alone or so whatever I, it might I be. I feel like the point here is that it's it's not just up to, up to you to be yeah. authentic. It's really also up to your workplace to facilitate your workplace, that environment. Your leadership. Yeah. Leadership cu- needs to be setting an example. Yeah, 100%. So what's that balance then, T, between, you know, being your authentic self or your the person that you are at home versus the person that you are at work. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're saying be your authentic self, but there's obviously some level of Look, filter. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd say there's a balance. I think you'll you'll feel it. Like it's mm. it's probably me saying to someone, reflect in yourself and try and tune into, you know, the the culture at your workplace and what what is being uh, embraced or what is being allowed in a way because I, I don't know what it's like to work somewhere that's not psych safe I've been here so long I can't remember I honestly yeah, can't yeah. remember yeah and I'm fearful that if and when I move on to another role and I'm not somewhere where it's psych safe I might lose my job for saying yeah. something that I shouldn't say 
because psych safety isn't um, em- embraced. True psych safety, because a lot of organisations might walk around saying, "Yeah, we're psych yeah, safe," these buzzwords, but they have culture, no, they have these, no idea what it means. Yeah. Uh, there's a great report on McKinsey Insights that I I have found that I'll share in our show notes and link to about um, you know few leaders display those actual behaviours of psychological safety. And then it goes into like, you know, the percentages of that. And it's like only 20% of team leaders are frequently demonstrating psych safety. 20%? Yeah. Some of this data that's wow. coming out is like, it's, it's minimal. So there, it's, it's understandable that it's hard. And so bringing your authentic self to work might mm. be really challenging for some. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's starting with small things. Yeah. And not one person can change the culture of some place. It's not what we're trying to tell you to do. But just have that knowledge in the back of your mind that if you're not being your authentic self, you're not yeah. forming the best relationships Yeah, and you're, you're probably not growing the best either. Well, the thing with that as well is, you know, we behave differently in different groups that we're in, right? So we, we mirror our different groups that we have. So with one friendship group, I might behave slightly differently or, or just you know, have different sort of banter than another friendship group. Yeah. And then as opposed to my family and then maybe extended family, it's not that I'm not being authentic. I, I aim to be authentic across all of them, but you can f- have different relationships and behave in different ways, but yeah, still be true that. to who you are. Yeah. And that's probably the takeaway if you are in a workplace that doesn't facilitate being your authentic self. There is that level of adaptation that yeah. you can have so that, you know, you don't have that risk of getting demoted yeah. and being fired. Exactly. But you can still be yourself. Yeah. And a good example of what Linda's talking about, and, you know, maybe mentioned it before, if you are a dad, for example, you can be your authentic dad self when you're at home with your kids. And then obviously you come to work and you're stepping into your CEO role and you can still use elements of your authentic self you need to be to lead your team, but you're not going to treat your your team just like you would your 10-year-old son. There's, yeah. there's going to be different ways that you adapt your personality and adapt the way you behave so that you're still authentic and you're still nurturing and embracing psych safety, but you're being authentic as well. Um, on that note as well, uh, I wanted to mention something on – where's my notes? Yeah, like I think it's really similar to what Linda was saying. There's parts of ourselves that we feel uncomfortable about sharing at work and, and to that point, you know, you don't have to share everything. Like we're not saying yeah. be authentic, share everything. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to get on with everyone. That's the other thing. That's it. Not everyone has to like you. Yeah. You don't have to get on with everyone. Being yeah. authentic doesn't like, why, don't be an asshole. Don't tell someone to bugger off just because you don't like them. Mm. But you don't have to make deep and meaningful connections with everyone, especially the bigger the organization gets. You're not going to be best friends for life with everyone. Yeah, that's okay. I don't. I don't have an answer for you. That, that's okay. Like it's just literally like you know, growing up, your mum would say you don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to. It's not going to happen. Um, but just be mindful of that. So, that's cool. Mm. Do you want to add anything else onto that, Linda? I really liked that topic. Yeah, I I like that that last point that you made around not everyone has to like you, and it, it's funny because being authentic, you you have to be able to accept yourself for who you are to be able to be that yeah. and then be able to facilitate better relationships, grow your career, find success. So it's funny because it just really yeah. stems at like what point you are within yourself. Yeah. And that in itself kind of helps you along your journey. Yeah. So next episode, we'll just talk about self-love. <laughs> 
and how you can learn to love yourself more. Yeah. And then be authentic <laughs> yourself. You can just run that one. Oh, no, it's all right. It's so wishy washy. I don't have any tips on that one, honestly. Oh, I'm sure I do. But we're not oh, please. About today. <laughs> Look at yourself in the mirror every day and you tell yourself, I can do this. So I love you. T, I have a question. I'm going back on topic. <laughs> Make that a snippet. <laughs> so, like, I had this random thought. I used to. I used to um, work at this place many years ago and there was this person that I worked with and we were actually really good friends. We got along really well. But I remember she used to bring a lot of herself to work. And by that, mm. I mean like her mood would affect everybody in the workplace. Yeah. Like if she had a fight with yeah. her mum, whatever yeah. it was, like we'd know about it. I know we'd this hear girl. about it. Yeah, I know this like, person. Sorry, I know this person. Yeah, and it was yeah. – it was, I got really frustrated, I remember, mm. at that point in time because I was like, I just want to work and I'm trying to deal with my own emotions, my yeah. own day and what you're bringing to work is affecting yeah. how I feel now. Yeah. But then, you know, like. Yeah, like, look, that's like what you were saying before. It's a deep, it's a deep self, like analyzing, reflection, critical and analysis, if you will, on yourself. Yeah. Where be authentic, but don't bring your baggage to work. All of us have got shit going on outside of work. All of us. We don't sit here and whinge and whine all day about yeah. all of our problems and, you know, bills and breakups and, um, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. Like that's part of life. So for that person, I'd kind of be obviously, you know, be, we've got all got to be politically correct and, you know, respectful of everyone's life. But it's shit. like let's we're in work. Let's focus on building positive work relationships mm. and things that are stresses outside of work. You yep. know, here's some things to handle to help you handle that. But let's let's be real. Bringing that stuff into conversations at work can sometimes be quite like a bit of a downer, and it's yep. hard to keep. And that's part of the psych safety culture. You have a psych yeah. safety culture. You can have those conversations with someone. You know, Linda, I love that you bring all of yourself to work, but sometimes it affects other people. Yeah. And look, that might hurt someone, mm. but in a psych safe environment, you would hope that they could turn around and appreciate that they're getting the, the feedback that they're getting. Yeah. And I think it also comes into your own emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. You know, being able to be cognizant of how you're affecting people, whether yeah. you're sharing too much in regards to like your own personal struggles. Yeah. Which like, Linda, how many times does EQ or emotional intelligence come up and yeah, you're just like, oh, I don't know how to teach this person. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> this is a hard lesson. Yeah, again, experience, <gasps> yeah, time, age. mistakes. Yeah. Um, like every time you fall down and you get back up again, you learn so much. Yeah. I can't, nothing, nothing accounts for it. Yeah, I agree. Again, t- let's talk about this in 10 years' time and see how different our opinion will be on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, you know, the um, this is so random, mm. but you know how people, they write, I haven't done this before, but you write yourself a letter and yeah. then you look back. In, this is that podcast. Or you're looking, yeah. The future Tasha Linda. Yeah. This is our actual like yeah. note to look back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Linda, honestly, it's been absolutely amazing having you back. I know. It's good to be back. I missed you so much. <laughs> I missed you too. Uh, very keen for some of our upcoming topics. Um, but as always, feedback comments, uh, suggestions, hit us up, redpandasdigital.com. It's been an absolute pleasure, Linda. Until next time. Bye, guys.